It is said the devil wanted to construct the most perfect of all evils. He would pluck 12 of the most nasty women and throw them into a pot, cooking them together and capturing all of their evil essence. Then once they were fully cooked, he would inhale the pure evil steam, holding it in his mouth and spitting a wad of pure evil back into the cauldron, mixing it until a woman came out. This woman he named Baba Yaga. Hey guys, and welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Lulu, and it's great to hear from everybody again. You guys, this episode is really exciting. Like, when I found Baba Yaga, it was like that childhood love came out. I don't know why, and there was a couple shows that I had seen about Baba Yaga and things like that, that I always thought she was the coolest And when I was doing research and looking for a case for today and I saw a picture of Baba Yaga and I read her name, I just knew that's what we had to cover today. And I'm so glad we did. I I don't know why I love Baba Yaga so much, but the story of Baba Yaga is amazing and she's got so many other stories and adaptations that she has been used for. It's amazing. But anyways... No really updates in my life. Um, My kids are kind of being buttheads today, so if you hear any noises in the background, I apologize. I'm trying to lay my son down for a nap, but he is fighting it. I think he's getting another tooth, and it's just been chaotic here. But we are going on vacation this weekend. I'm so excited. It's going to be so much fun, and I do plan on maybe posting some on my Instagram. So if you don't follow me on there, you know you're missing out. I post, you know, just kind of my day-to-day life on there. Not day-to-day, but my life in general when I feel like there's something I should post. So yeah, if you're interested, you can go over there and, you know, see my posts and stuff. And yeah, anyways, other than that, it's going to be, you know, a slow week for me for the most part. And I do want to apologize. I do not know what is going on with my mic today. Like every time I speak in any sort of high pitch it blows right out even if it's not blowing out on my like other screen that's recording my voice so I'm not sure what's going on with that so if you hear any blowouts I am so sorry I'm gonna try to fix those in editing um but I don't know why it's doing that normally it's only if I go really high it will blow out and uh, yeah so I'm apologizing right now and if I sound a little more you know, monotone and quiet, it's because I'm trying to prevent my mic from blowing out until I can figure out what happened. I wonder if one of my kids messed with my knobs and stuff, and I don't honestly really know how to use these. I just kind of let my husband set up my audio because I don't know how to do it. So if it blows out, I am so sorry. Anyways, like I said in the opening, Baba Yaga is believed to be born from the devil himself. It is believed that he decided one day that he wanted to just construct the most perfect of all evils, and he would pick 12 of the most vile, evil women that he knew of, 
and he would throw them all together in a big cauldron and he would mix them and mix them and mix them. Eventually, steam would start to come off of this mixture and he would inhale that steam and hold it in his mouth. Then the devil would spit it back in, therefore adding some of his saliva to the mixture and the evil steam back in. From this, he mixed until a woman was born of just pure evil. One of the really interesting things, though, about Baba Yaga is that technically she was born from pure evil. At least that's what a lot of the stories start her off as, the devil constructing her out of pure evil. But as you'll learn later on when we talk about the stories, Baba Yaga is not necessarily the most evil person ever. I mean, honestly, Baba Yaga is also known to help a lot of people and to be that like turning point in a lot of people's lives. But it does sound like even when she decides to bring good from her actions and assist people and, you know, help people out with what they need and ask from her, there is something evil that follows in return. Now, just remember that, and we'll get into that a little more when we get into some of the stories that have been passed along about her or written about her. But let's talk about where Baba Yaga comes from. Baba Yaga stems from Slavic folklore. Her name is believed to mean Grandmother Witch. There's not a big agreement, though, on what the name Yaga stands for at the end. A lot of people think it's witch, it's evil, it's, you know, devil. There's a lot of names that people associate what Yaga stands for. But for the most part, it is widely believed to stand for witch. Baba Yaga is described as an enormous, ugly old woman who lives in a hut that she built on four ginormous chicken legs. Because she built this hut and she is magical, this hut can move wherever she wants it to go. Most of the time, when you come across Baba Yaga, she will be cooking over her stove, children, and other people that she collects to eat, because Baba Yaga is a cannibal, or she will be sitting or laying down in the hut, relaxing. Now, you guys, let's imagine this hut, all right? It's a small hut that Baba Yaga built herself that stands on these ginormous chicken legs that is also literally surrounded in human bones because Baba Yaga is a cannibal. The inside of this hut doesn't have a lot of room. Baba Yaga is huge, and if she's laying down in this hut, her nose is usually touching the ceiling, and her legs stretch across the entirety of the floor. This is not a big hut. Baba Yaga barely fits in it, but she likes it there. She likes living in this little tiny house, and she likes that she's made this home for herself and that she can live by her own rules. Baba Yaga's small hut is said to be surrounded by a wall of human bones. On top of these bones are the skulls of her victim to try and scare off anybody who tries to see Baba Yaga. The gate of her home is actually made from the bones of human feet and jawbones. It is literally terrifying to come across Baba Yaga's hut. And it's not something that you just forget if you end up seeing it and walking away to talk about it. A lot of people believe that Baba Yaga is an adaptation of the Slavic goddess or the Earth Mother. Now, the Slavics would head down to the underworld where they would find this Slavic goddess. She would be sitting on an iron mortar and would be holding iron pestles in her arms. 
the Slavics would then give her blood sacrifices, thinking that this goddess enjoyed killing herself and would feed the blood sacrifices to her two granddaughters as well. In some different adaptations, Baba Yaga is said to have two granddaughters. In others, though, she is said to be this witch that lives alone. Now, the Earth Mother is a little kinder, but different. The Earth Mother is the mother that would bring storms and clear skies, would be both good and bad. She is said to plow through people, to plant and fertilize her crops. This would in turn break bones of humans, possibly killing men and women and children. And in some theories, Baba Yaga is the Greek goddess Persephone. So you can kind of see what Baba Yaga is believed to be thought of from. She brings good and bad. She seems to do a lot of plants, earth, very motherly spirit as well. Now, Baba Yaga leaves her house every day. She will usually get on her broomstick and fly off. With another broomstick, she will wipe away her tracks that she leaves, so any of her footprints or anything that her flying leaves behind, so it is difficult to find Baba Yaga. She does not really like people visiting her, and she just likes to leave and come as she wants to without any worry that somebody's going to show up at her house one day. When Baba Yaga does leave, it's usually very early in the morning, and she will return very late at night, making it even harder to find her in her home. Baba Yaga, most of the time, will leave to hunt down children. Baba Yaga is a cannibal, and her favorite snack is said to be children, especially children that do not behave. Now, this could just be a fact that is used to keep children in line. Or, I mean, maybe Baba Yaga just likes kids. She also commands a bunch of these black geese that live around her home to fly around the skies to try and find her children as well in the mornings. Most of the stories of Baba Yaga do paint her in a very dark light. She is a woman, a witch, who lives in this hut that hunts down children that misbehave and she eats them. She will either snatch them up herself or these black geese that follow her will grab them and bring them to Baba Yaga. Afterwards, when they are brought to the hut, Baba Yaga will cook and eat these children. And that's how she lives. She wakes up every day in this small hut she built, leaves the home, hunts down children, finds them, eats them, and then goes to sleep. If you are interested in catching Baba Yaga, you have to go to her home at night when she is there. But you would never actually know if going to Baba Yaga's home is going to lead to you dying as well, because honestly, it sounds like Baba Yaga probably eats everybody, and she just goes after the children because they're probably the easiest targets to snatch up, cook, and eat. Now let's talk a little bit about these black geese that live under the command of Baba Yaga. In one of these stories of Baba Yaga, two children named Olga and Sergei would end up sneaking out of their home one night while their mother stepped away to go pick up some things at the market. When they would sneak out of their home and run around, they would be spotted by the black geese that were commanded under Baba Yaga. They would swoop down and only be able to snatch up the brother. Then they would fly him back to Baba Yaga's hut where she would happily begin to prep him to eat for dinner that night. Luckily though, 
Olga, the sister, was able to follow these geese to the home of Baba Yaga, where she could find her brother and save him before Baba Yaga would eat him. In the long run, this did do some good things, and the children no longer decided to sneak out. These children knew better and knew that Baba Yaga was probably waiting for them to sneak out again in order to eat them, because misbehaved children taste much better than behaved children. Not all stories are bad about Baba Yaga, though. As her stories have been passed around for years, it's actually begun to change into more of a positive light. Baba Yaga has now been adopted as a famous figure for women's rights. She is an example of empowerment, an independent woman. She is oftentimes now seen as a strong woman that lives alone and does not let people sway her one way. Tricking the people she comes in contact with, this powerful witch will either help, imprison, or eat the people that come to her. But she's strong, independent, she's a source of wisdom, and if she decides to help, she'll help. She's not necessarily an evil witch. One of the more positive stories about Baba Yaga is that of Vasilisa the Beautiful. In this story, Vasilisa was a perfect woman with a perfect family. But one day, when she was eight years old, her mother would become very, very sick and end up dying. On her deathbed, her mother would gift Vasilisa a doll and inform her that she could not tell anybody about the doll. But if she ever needed help, all she needed to do was offer this doll food and water and it would help her. It was a blessing. After her mother passed away, her father would end up remarrying a horrible woman. This woman would bring along her two horrible daughters. And these daughters would absolutely hate how beautiful Vasilisa was. And they would begin to beat her and give her impossible tasks to do. Her father could not stop any of this. Because after the death of his first wife, he was now working far away on a business trip. So Vasilisa was alone with these terrible people. Even though these were impossible tasks that they would give her, she would begin to offer the doll food and water and it would start to help her. Task after task, Vasilisa managed it all, and finally she reached the age to be married. Excited that she might be out of the house for the first time, she started to talk about dating. This was when her horrible stepmother told her that she was not allowed to date or get married until her daughters all found husbands because they were older and that was the right thing to do. Being annoyed now with Vasilisa, this woman, this horrible stepmother, would start to send her out in the woods by herself to complete tasks in hopes that she would end up lost or fall into the hands of Baba Yaga and not return. But this doll always steered her away from Baba Yaga's hut. She would complete these tasks without ever going near the dangerous home, but always returning to the ungrateful one she was living in. This would cause her stepmother to hate her more and more. And finally, the stepmother decided she would send Vasilisa to Baba Yaga's hut directly, telling her that she needed to ask Baba Yaga for fire. And Vasilisa would leave that day, arriving at Baba Yaga's hut later that night. When she arrived, she was met with that wall of human bones topped with the skulls, 
and that gait made from human feet and jawbones, and she just stood there in horror. She knew that she was in danger at this point, and she couldn't do anything about it, because at that moment, Baba Yaga returned home. She landed her broom and demanded to know why this young woman was at her home. This is where Vaslisa would tell her about how she needed fire and her stepmother sent her. And Baba Yaga, feeling generous that day, agreed to give her fire in exchange for work. She would begin to give Vaslisa impossible tasks, thinking that she would never be able to do such things. But without Baba Yaga's knowledge, Vaslisa would use this doll and was always able to get these tasks done. Papiaga didn't want to give her up yet, so she continued to give her these tasks, basically keeping her as a servant for a very long period of time. Of course, Vaslisa would begin to grow curious about Baba Yaga, and she would start asking her questions. Baba Yaga would shut her down every single time and tell her that not all answers lead to good ones. Vaslisa would stop pressuring her. This would make Baba Yaga matter. Later down the road, she would demand to know why Vaslisa never asked more about these questions, why she never pressured her. And she responded that she was only doing as Baba Yaga suggested, which made her matter. At this point, Baba Yaga demanded to know how she got these impossible tasks done. There was no way that she could do these things, but she was still getting them done. Instead of telling her about the doll, she just said it was her mother's blessings that enabled her. This made Baba Yaga mad. She did not want any sort of blessings around her home, and she promptly kicked Vasliska out with the skull that held fire in it that she had worked for. Vasliska would return home carrying the skull. Once she brought it into her home, it would burn her stepmother and stepsisters to ashes. Vasliska would sit there, stunned, and would later take the doll and leave the home. She would go on to become a seamstress and impress the king and end up falling in love with him, marrying him, and they lived happily ever after. So Baba Yaga helped her in a roundabout way. She got rid of her stepsisters and her stepmother, but in an evil manner, where they were both burned to death. In the end, though, Vasquezka got her happy ending, even if her stepmother and sisters were burned to death and got rid of in the not nicest of ways. In some stories, Baba Yaga actually is three sisters. It is not a singular person. In the story, The Frog Princess, a prince named Ivan wants to find his runaway princess after he had betrayed her. She ran away and no longer trusted him, and he began to seek out the three Baba Yagas for help because they or knowledgeable. He would walk and walk and walk until he encountered a small hut. He would ask the first Baba Yaga if she knew anything about his runaway princess, and she would respond that she had no idea and ask the next Baba Yaga. He would keep walking until he found the next home, looking the exact same, with the same woman standing out front. She would say the same thing the last Baba Yaga would say, and he would ask the same question. She also said that she did not know, and she would send him to the third and last Baba Yaga. This would be the youngest 
and the one that would get the maddest. She warned him that when she got mad, she will attempt to eat him. So if she got to that point, he had to take three horns from her and ask her permission to blow on them. When she allowed it, he needed to blow on the first one softly, the second one louder, and the third one as loud as he could. He walked and walked and walked until he came across the youngest and third Baba Yaga. She was in the same hut and looked the exact same as the first two. She said the same things the other two did, and he asked her about his runaway wife. She answered, but then would begin to get angry, and she would decide to turn and run to get her teeth to eat Ivan. He would ask her if he could use her three horns while she ran to get those, and she threw them to him. He would follow the directions that he was given, blow in the first one very soft, the second one louder, and the third one as loud as he could. At this point, Baba Yaga had returned and she was coming at him to eat him. The birds around him began to swarm the hut, screeching, and one of them, which was a firebird, would tell Ivan to hop on its back and it will get him away from Baba Yaga. He does so, and Baba Yaga reaches to grab the tail of the firebird, but they luckily ended up flying away from Baba Yaga before she was able to consume him. This bird saved his life, and he had the information to find his runaway bride. He was able to use that information to track her down, where he discovered that she had been kidnapped, and he's able to release her and they go on together. Baba Yaga did help him, even if she went to eat him afterwards and he got lucky and got away. Which is why Baba Yaga, yeah, is this evil witch who eats people, but she does help. She might be the evilest of all evil, but she does still help even if there's little tiny sprinkles of evil through it. Baba Yaga is often used as this sign of things changing and things to come. All things that change are not always good, and even the good ones come with a downfall. And I feel like that is what Baba Yaga is. Baba Yaga is an evil witch that lives in the forest, but one that serves as a catalyst for others. She does not murder and eat everybody that comes her way. But if you catch her on a bad day, I'm sure she will consume you faster than she can even think. If you catch her on a good day, that she is willing to talk to you and help you, she always does the job. Sometimes, doing the job though brings the fire of burning your stepmother. But, burning or no burning, if she does not eat you, she will always help you. So if you ran across Baba Yaga's hut in the woods, late at night or got picked up by her or her geese would you take that risk would you open that bone gate walk up to baba yaga's door and knock because if you catch her on a good day you get what you want but if you catch her on a bad day baba yaga gets what she wants
This podcast may contain false or misleading information. If you are interested in knowing more about any stories shared on this podcast, I highly recommend doing your own research. All listeners are advised that these are stories and folktales. The information shared must be taken carefully and skeptically, because you never know what could be real and what's just a story. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.